Welcome to the RM Williams Outback Podcast. I'm Terry Cowley, the Senior Associate Editor of RM Williams Outback Magazine. Thanks to Elders Insurance for sponsoring this podcast. Mitchell McNabb and Mark Folletta are two young Victorian farmers. They're very different. The first is a fifth-generation orchardist, growing apples, pears and plums. The second, a boutique producer of wine, cherries, heritage pumpkins and a forager of wild mushrooms. They don't live far from each other, Mitchell in Ardmona and Mark near Benalla, which is how I came to be talking to them in this interview, wearing my other hat as a presenter on Shepparton Community Radio. Mitchell recently won the Young Farmer of the Year Award at the annual Farmer of the Year Awards, put on by the Continent Group and ABC Rural in Canberra. Outback is a media partner to the awards. Mark was also recognised, winning the award for excellence in diversity and sustainability. After me, Mitchell is the first to speak. First of all, congratulations, gentlemen. You were in Canberra receiving these awards. What was that experience like? Yeah, no, first time being in Canberra, which was... uh... Yeah, interesting. First time uh, ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So must have missed the school camp or <laughs> so forth. Everyone seems to go and uh, visit Canberra in them. But um, yeah, no, nice experience and uh, yeah, great to go up and um, yeah, be a part of the ceremony and, and meet some of the other recipients too. And of course, it was held at Parliament House, so you're sort of walking the corridors of power there. Yeah, no, it was great to uh, experience that and catch up with some of the other MPs and so forth. And you, Mark? Ah uh, well, it was my second time to Canberra. I did catch the uh, the school camp back in uh, grade <laughs> six. Uh, yeah, look, it was it was great to to meet everyone and uh, some of the other award recipients were, were were lovely. So well, all of them were great. You know, we got the best best in the Australia, and uh, yeah, definitely definitely great to get around Parliament House and uh, see see that in the flesh. What are sort of some of the outcomes of an award like this? I mean, it's obviously there's the media interest. I think one of your th- things that you mentioned at the awards, Mitchell, was trying to encourage more young people into agriculture. Yeah, certainly. So, like, I, I think the biggest challenge is that we have a really ageing uh, farming population and I think, um, you know, we have this really unique time at the moment where we've got all this technology um, that's starting to filter into agriculture more than ever and, uh, you know, hopefully we can try and encourage some younger people to come and, uh, I guess, help implement that technology into the industry. And uh, Whereas currently, I guess, if we do have that con- continuing ageing uh, farm population, I guess the adoption of that technology is going to be harder to achieve and, and therefore I don't think industry is going to quite uh, progress as quickly as it possibly could. Your sort of central plank, uh, Mark, is very much this the paddock to plate push and knowing where our food comes from. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's kind of been the a, a real focus in my business uh, from from the get go. Uh, the uh, connect to the consumer has been a really um, really vital part of my business model, and um, that's been everything from the the farm gate sales or sales in Benella through to uh, dealing with some of the top restaurants in Melbourne, and uh, keeping that close contact has has really uh, really allowed my business to really grow and expand and, and diversify. Maybe if we start with you in explaining what you do because you've got so many different planks. I mean, it's almost like what don't you grow on your farm? Oh, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, well, uh, I got back to the farm. Uh, I bought the farm next door, which was a, 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 a cherry orchard. Uh, I also uh, grow grapes for wine. I uh, forage a lot of um, pine mushrooms, got a, a licence with HVP. I grow French heirloom pumpkins, lucerne, merino sheep, uh, Angus cattle, and uh, there's probably a couple of other things there. I think it's uh, over 10, definitely keep things uh, diversified and uh, 
interested in in, in uh, you know trying new things as well. One of the things that does get probably the most attention is you had the first Victorian license to harvest one to two tons of wild mushrooms annually. I think you were saying at the Farmer of the Year Awards, uh, you, know, you were asked how do you go about that, and you you sort of said, well, just start doing. It doing it and finally someone will come along and actually officially allow you to do it oh well yeah we i used to go into the forests and uh, on the sly and then then i got caught and uh, yeah so they uh they said well you can't be in here i said oh well is there a way i can be and uh anyway we uh went through all the, all the um the rigmarole and got all the insurance and did everything formally and uh yeah now we have a great relationship with hvp and hvp uh, Hancock Victorian Plantation. So okay. any any pine plantations on Crown land uh, is generally HVP in Victoria. So um, yeah, no, they've, they've they've been great. It's been ten years, I think. I've had the license now. Pretty basic question, but how did you know which ones to pick? Oh, uh, look, uh, I definitely did a, a lot of a lot of study on this and had had some contacts that uh, that taught me a lot back in the day. And uh, yeah, I haven't haven't. Uh, had any uh, dissatisfied customers yet. But say. did you have some bad experiences along the way trying to work out what was what? Uh, no, no, I think I've, we have been very, very thorough with, um, you know, there's multiple different ways of, of identifying mushrooms, including the environment, pathology of the um, of the mushroom, uh, looking at uh, spore prints and things like that. And you know, what I generally pick is, is relatively safe. But uh, yeah, it's the, the best advice I say is always go with someone that knows. Absolutely, I'm sure that's great advice. <laughs> and Mitchell, tell us what you do. A fifth generation grower on your family's century old orchard at Ardmona. Yeah, so uh, I've been back on the farm for pretty well 10 years now and um, we grow apples, pears and stone fruit and also some uh, wheat and canola on uh, some lease country around Ardmona area. We also have a cold storage site where we can store our uh, fruit uh, for longer periods if needed and um, I'm also currently the chair of Fruit Growers Victoria, which I've been on the board for about four or five years now. And um, it's been a really great experience to get involved in the industry and try and, uh, yeah, again, champion some younger people uh, into the organisation. I think it was a couple of years back you did a Nuffield scholarship investigating robotic technology for the horticultural industry. Now, a couple of years down the track, that labour challenges have gotten much greater. So that was um, quite fortuitous that you've done that. What extent have you got robotic technology working at your place? So, yeah, so back in 2016, I guess, you know, before before COVID, I guess, um, yeah, it was lucky enough I got to look at robotics and the... Um, the reality has been that for a long time uh, it's been challenging to get uh, get labour to, to harvest our crops. Um, and then obviously the, the huge cost that comes with that being in Australia, we, you know, the highest cost labour market of any country in the world. So uh, when you've got a product that costs, you know, about 60% of its cost of production is the labour cost, um, you know, it makes it really challenging for us as an industry to export our fruits. So if we can use uh, some robotic technology of, of some kind to try and reduce our, our labour cost and the reliance on labour, uh, means that we can export a lot more produce overseas and compete on price, whereas uh, you know we can't compete against uh, the other countries around the world like uh, Chile and South Africa and so forth. So, yeah, so since then I've been lucky enough to partner with uh, a couple of guys out of Sydney. Uh, they've got a company called Ripe Robotics and they've actually come down on my farm and have been here for the last two years and basically they've been developing an apple harvesting uh, robot that... Um, on my farm and uh, we've got a uh, you know, bit of an agreement with them for the next couple of years that hopefully within the next couple of years they'll get to a commercial uh, level and uh, finish the trial and uh, hopefully uh, down the line we'll have uh, a couple of robots coming around and picking up. 
Looking for Australia's best range of full-size pickup trucks? Then you want a Ram truck. Get into your local Ram dealer for the best selection of powerful, capable and luxurious pickups all under one roof. With Australia's best range of full-size pickup trucks, Ram eats everything else for breakfast. Visit ramtrucks.com.au or see your Ram dealer today and get into a Hemi V8-powered Ram. Enough said. We're hearing so much about AI, artificial intelligence, this year. Is that something you look at, looking at incorporating, or is that actually part of the robotics? That, that's part of the robotics already. So the idea is that AI can uh, learn uh, what apple is, you know, satisfactory to harvest. So you know, whether it's the right size or the right colour, or uh, whether there's any marks or blemishes, and so that's been the challenging part of it, I guess. For a long time, you know, the the uh, issue with uh, trying to have a, a, a a robotic apple harvester is how we could recreate the concept of human touch and now we've sort of got some different mechanisms that can achieve that. And you think of uh, a robot picking apples, you, I don't know, you feel like it might damage the apple but exactly. obviously that has to be taken into account. Yeah, no, exactly. So there's some, some new technology out there that they can sort of, uh, I guess, somewhat mimic that mechanism. And, Gentle uh, robots. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> And then now obviously with the AI being able to learn what, uh, with these different cameras that can you know, visually pick up the apples in the, the, the canopy of the tree and then understand what, you know, quality they are and whether they need to be harvested or not. So it's been a bit of a long process and the, the boys, are, I think, uh, you know, are definitely on track to try and ho- hopefully have something uh, at a commercial point of view in the next couple of years. So you would be, I'm sure you're right on trend with everything you're doing, Mark, but you, you're much more looking, I guess, to it's more of a slow production method with what you're doing with supplying some of your produce to more kind of, I guess, boutique produce to Melbourne restaurants and things like that? Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, Labor's been a, been an issue for me. So I've, I've kind of, uh, I suppose, really specialised in, in uh, the high quality side of the, pro- um, the produce and uh, I've host, hosted a few dinners down in Melbourne which is it's been great to you know continue that uh, connection with the consumer but uh, yeah yeah quality is definitely at the, at the, at the forefront with the, a lot of what I do and are you seeing that come uh, coming to the form more and more that traceability that you know people wanting to know people wanting to have that relationship with producers yeah totally I, uh, I hosted a dinner not too long ago at Omnia in South Yarriot and uh, just the the questions that I got from the people in the room and the in the in the interest of, of about how I grow things and what I'm doing is it was um, fantastic actually to to have that feedback but but yep. also that excitement and interest in in, in what uh, what's happening on the farm. So people are prepared to pay more if they can see what's behind that product. Yeah, most definitely. I think there there is a appetite for for quality and also the information the, or the whole story in in a sense around around what you're doing. Yeah, and hopefully awards like what you've just received, Farmer of the Year award can help you, I guess, communicate that. So lovely to to have the recognition and and I think the the doors that it's going to open is uh, yeah we're I'm pretty excited to see where that leads. Mitchell, we do hear a lot about uh, the story of agriculture needing to be shared more. Yeah, no, I think it's um you know to touch on Marx. I mean, if we can sort of have that you know connection with uh, consumers uh, and and have that relationship uh, between agriculture and the general public, I think you know they'll they'll have a stronger understanding where their food comes from, and I guess hopefully a bit of appreciation for the effort and the input that we as farmers uh, put into to growing produce and uh, we're in a country that has some of the highest safety standards and uh, regulatory bodies in the world to uh, ensure that you know, the quality of food that we're producing is really good so 
I think, uh, you know, that perception that uh, some of the general public have towards agriculture, I think hopefully we can try and uh, get them to recognise that uh, we're, we're producing a really good product for them. Now, it turns out you two know each other. Tell us that story. <laughs> yeah, so um, back in 2009, uh, I'd just finished uh, high school and decided to go and uh, have my bit of a gap year up at Mount Buller as a ski instructor and... Uh, Turns out Mark had been working up there as well and uh, so we got to know each other up there and also have a bit of a connection with the ski lodge our families uh, are a part of at Mount Bullis. Very different situations on your farms. Are you? Uh, is there knowledge you're able to share? Are we talking about skiing or are we talking about farming? <laughs> well, I suppose we're talking about farming. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there, there's probably a bit of crossover with uh, both being orchardists and, yeah, and I'm really intrigued about what Mitch is doing with the, the robotics. I know at the, at the awards when we caught up again, uh, we definitely talked about direct marketing marketing side of things and I think yeah, Mitch is pretty uh, pretty keen to expand on that. Might get some robots in the forest picking some mushrooms sometimes. <laughs> oh, that, I, I, that was, it did cross my mind earlier. <laughs> okay, so Mitchell McNabb I'm talking to, he's from Ardmona, he's just one young farmer of the year. I also have Mark Falletta with me, he's of Benalla and he has won the Farmer of the Year Award in Excellence in Diversification and Sustainability. You've got a bit of a platform now for the next year. I'm sure that you can make a difference. Any particular plans, anything you want to achieve? Going back to the first point is how we can try and, I guess, encourage some younger people to come and participate and and anyone that's already in there, uh, I guess, you know, try and encourage them to put their hand forward for different industry positions and things like that. I guess the more you get involved, uh, you know, the more, more opportunities you get down the line. So I just suggest and encourage anyone to try and participate where they can and take the opportunities where they come. Mark? Yeah, I think it's uh, going to provide us with a great platform to yeah, spread the word about the exciting opportunities in, in agriculture and there's so many dimensions to it and you know it can involve going into the city and incorporating and working with restaurants. You're not just doing one job, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, so diverse. There's some great opportunities and I think uh, yeah, this is going to be a great, uh, great platform to share that word. Well, congratulations again, Mitchell McNabb and Mark Fletta. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, TC. Thank you. the time to upgrade to a new Ram truck. With unrivaled Hemi V8 power and a max brake towing capacity of up to four and a half tonnes. With quick delivery available right now, you can get behind the wheel of a new Ram faster than ever. Stocks are limited so see your Ram dealer or visit ramtrucks.com.au today. Ram eats everything else for breakfast. Stock and delivery times vary by model and dealer. 